This is Bumper to Bumper, the car show. Drive in anxious and cruise out confident with the best automotive info for your vehicle. And now your host, Matt Allen. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Bumper to Bumper Radio on this, what you would think should be a nice, cool autumn, October day, but it's a blistery, hot 100 degrees today, I think, so we might be talking about some air conditioning today, but as usual, I'm here every single Saturday at 11 to help you navigate whatever it is that you need navigation with on taking care of your car, because that little navigation screen on the dash doesn't help you with your car or tell you what to do or how to do it or give you advice. It just gets you to your destination. But we can help you with the other stuff that the car can't help you with. So whether you want to have a debate over how long an oil change or should go, is it 5,000 or 10,000 or see the commercial for 15,000 miles? Holy smokes. I don't know about that, but... You know, the rest of the country's talking about uh, antifreeze and getting ready for winter, and we're still talking about air conditioning. So I know there's some people out there that got the AC not working so well today. Or, you know what? Are you supposed to pay for diagnosis on your car? I got a little hot and bothered last week with a question, and I hope I didn't step out of line. But, uh, no, it, uh, yeah, you need to, to, to pay. There's value in diagnosis. There's a, a notion that we just look at your car, and uh, it's really not. These cars are very complex. Uh, I got some more stories that I could tell if we, if we need to about some, some difficult diagnoses that we've had. There's some, some testing, I should say. You don't pay for a diagnosis. You pay for testing. Diagnosis is the conclusion of a series of tests to make you do a di- come up with a, quote, diagnosis. So the test is the process to arrive at a diagnosis. And we've got to do testing to figure out what's wrong with these cars today. So anything you want to talk about today, 602-277-5827. It's 602 602- 277 KTAR. And if you like to text, you can do that at 411-923. Maybe we'll go to the phones a little bit early. I'm not sure what we're going to do today. So we're just winging it, so to speak. Today we've got Carrie sitting here with me, Bryce on the other side of the glass, hoping to keep us on time and play the music. So, um, Customer called me the other day. No, she was actually, it was, a, it was a radio question. She had been to, maybe we'll get the answer today. Maybe she's listening, Carrie. Uh, you know, air conditioning oftentimes is a multi-step repair. Um, right. You, you put know, the stuff in to check the leaks. You got to yeah. bring it back just in case. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, sure. and, and so she called last week. So I'll be interested to, to see what the conclusion, I think it was a Toyota Avalon, if I, if my memory was right. But so when your air conditioning is not working, I mean, we have multiple things on your air conditioner multiple components but there's two of the major things i would say of the function you have to have the ability to make cold air and that's the air conditioning compressor and the the freon lines and the high pressure stuff and then you have to have the ability to blow that air but not only just blow it but you've got to blow it where you want to blow it and whether it's the heater or the defrost, you want some on your feet to keep your keep your pigs cooled down, or uh, you know, or just want it all blown in your face. We've got to be able to control the air conditioning too. But when the car's not blowing cold air, um, it could be low on charge. And the, the difficulty, like the caller last week, they just couldn't find the leak. There's a leak, and and the shop was going to do some digging. So I hope we we get some some help with that. And that's what you call diagnosis and um really we need to get away from that the you know the doctor doesn't send you to the to the lab for a blood diagnosis they send you to the lab for a blood test and then once they've done that test a doctor or a qualified person can analyze that data maybe along with a mri or some other kind of test and then they diagnose you with pick your poison (laughs) <laughs> with whatever it is. So so the same thing happens with your car. When you come in with a check engine light, yeah, sometimes it's really easy to figure it out. Um, but sometimes you've got to go through the whole series of tests, and there's a test plan that we call it, and you know, it might just be the gas cap. So sometimes it sucks to spend 150 or $200 to figure out that you had a bad gas cap, but you don't know 
the rest of the system or the integrity of it unless you go through a series of testing. So, Gary? Besides that, again, as a consumer more than a car guy anymore, I used to work on cars a million years ago, I know that you guys have told me in the past, you and other bumper members, that 7 out of 10 times when a person brings a car in with a problem, their diagnosis, bringing it to you guys, is incorrect. They're just giving you some good information, hopefully, but they may lead you down the wrong path. Well, yeah, I mean, they might have their brother's cousin, you know, there's somebody right. that knew Ferris Bueller kind of thing, exactly. or they went to the to the uh, Acme Auto Parts and they yeah. they checked the code. And um, the code says it needs this. Yeah, and that's and that that's, that's yeah. the problem is, is that. You know, they're not, the parts stores are in the business of selling parts. We're in the business of fixing cars and selling service, of course. I hate to use the word selling. I don't want to sell anything to my customers. I want to present you with what we've found wrong with your car. Then you can make a choice whether or not you'd like to have, have us proceed. Um, but you're right, Carrie. There's just there's steps you have to go through, and, and um, they're not always easy. I mean, sometimes it's a piece of cake to find a misfire. Oh, it's just a, a check engine light, and, and it's a misfire. And I would say, like you said, seven out of ten times, yeah, it, it might be an easy fix or the or the what the consumer was told because they stopped at the auto parts store. Again, there's when you get an oxygen sensor code, there's no code that says you have a bad oxygen sensor. That's a lean code. So what's happening is that oxygen sensor is just reporting back to the computer saying, hey, I don't like what I'm seeing down here. It's not within the parameters. I'm just the sensor letting the computer, I'm just letting the boss know what's happening. I'm reporting back. And then the boss is the computer or the ECM, or we call them DMEs, the digital motor electronics. That's what's got all the programming in it. And when it sees that oxygen sensor reporting back something, it's going to say, hey, turn on the light. We've got a problem. So the code isn't the auction. There is no – now, I, it's interesting. I had a customer call me at Import Car Specialist yesterday on their Audi, and they said, well, I went to the, the AutoZone, and they checked it out, and they said it's one of these three things. I said, no, not so quick. That's one of the three parts that they sell the most for that particular code. But you can replace all the oxygen sensors you want. If you've got a vacuum leak or a stuck fuel injector or a, a blown head gasket that's not quite showing, which we had one of those this week that kind of took us a while to figure out, causing a slight misfire on a car that never overheated but it had a blown head gasket. So it really takes time. I mean, and, and, and you want to talk about time. We have a, a Land Rover in the shop. You know, they have air suspension and stuff. 105 miles we've driven that car. A combination, the first time to get it to act up so we could duplicate what she was talking about. Then we had to get our test equipment hooked up, and then we went to duplicate it and found the problem. But it took... It took 105 miles over a week's period of time of driving that car to duplicate, once to confirm, a second time to find out what happened, and then we got to analyze the data and make a call and make a decision on what part needs to be replaced. That's how you test and diagnose a car. We're going to take a quick break. Plenty of open lines at 602-277-5827. We'll be right back. The more things change, the more they stay the same. Hi, Kurt Rock here for Kurtz Auto Repair. Times and technology has changed, but at Kurtz, we're still the same family-owned and operated business that has enabled us to earn a perfect Better Business Bureau record for over 30 years. Our master technicians are experts in everything automotive, foreign and domestic, gas and diesel. Come experience quality and service that time has not changed. Check us out online at mycarhurts.com. If your car hurts, take it to Kurtz. Hi, I'm Marcus with Pit Stop Auto Detailing in Scottsdale. And I'm Scott with Showcase Mobile Detailing in Gilbert. Together, we've teamed up to become the highest-rated mobile automotive detailers in Arizona. Our mobile fleets provide you with award-winning professional detailing services conveniently done right at your home or office. Interior, exterior, basic wash to full detailing. There's even engine detailing and ceramic services available. Yep, we do it all. Check us out at pitstopdetailing.com or show. Showcase mobile detailing.com today. 
this is Kelly. After my husband and I moved to Arizona, we were looking for an honest, trustworthy repair shop. We happened to meet Spencer Dusay, owner of H&I Automotive, and we were quickly impressed with him personally as well as how he ran his business. Spencer has trained his highly skilled staff to focus on giving their customers friendly and honest service as their top priority. We always know in advance what the repair is and why with a fully supported digital diagnostic estimate. They're transparent, they communicate, and they stand behind their work. As a woman, I feel respected. I'm not a mechanic, and I always feel confident with their communications and their work. 13 years later, and we've never been disappointed. After all this time, we're still being greeted by the same friendly employees, which speaks highly of the type of business Spencer has built. Check out all of their five-star reviews for yourself online. H stands for honesty, and I stands for integrity. You feel it every time you visit them. Welcome back to Bumper to Bumper Radio. I'm your host, Matt Allen, your KTR car guy, here with you every single Saturday to help you navigate any issues or problems or concerns or anything going on with your car, whether you got a question about an accident or a, a repair or a detailing question or a mechanical question. Um, we can help you with it. We can help you navigate all of that. 602-277-5827. It's 602-277-KTAR. And if you'd like to text, 411-923. We're going to get to the phones real quick. We've got Ann and Gilbert and Bill and Mesa. First, I want to tell a quick another quick story. It relates to last weekend about um, a friend of mine getting in a car accident. She got in a car accident. Uh, it was on Monday, but the following week on Monday or Tuesday, they wanted to tow the car. Um, Thursday at 4 o'clock, they sent her an email. Here's what we've determined your car's worth, um, and uh, you got to return your rental car on Monday. Your car's totaled, and uh, you got to return a rental car. Can you imagine the pressure now? What is it? What am I going to do? I got to go buy a car. So, you know, they're going to lowball or I saw the estimate and, and unless she had me to go fight for her and I'm not going to go duke it out. But I look at that report and I call BS on a lot of stuff. You know, the insurance is going to try nickel and dime her to death on the on the condition of that car. But then that's the other reason it's important to take care of your car. Now, I have all the receipts from everything that we've done, and we can provide that. And now she can go negotiate back with the car insurance company that wants to total her car. But the bigger problem there, they gave her less than two business days notice that they're yanking the rental car from her. And she doesn't even have a check. She hasn't even agreed to the amount that they're supposed to pay her for her car. And they lowballed her in the first place. You know, they think they've got her by the, <laughs> you know, and, uh, and, and, and they don't. So they're going to, you know, and I think that's their strategy. If we pull the rental car, they're, you know, someone's chomping at the bit. To, to you know, they got this money, and they what do I do? Get to work, yeah, and they got to do everything. Yeah, she's all like, I got to run out of life. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, I got to hurry up and buy a car. I'm like, no, 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 yeah. you don't. Yeah. I'm going to give you a car because we're not going to let them jerk your chain. I got an extra car you can drive, yeah. and we're going to make sure that she's properly taken care of. So that's a good reason to have a relationship Bingo. with a shop, yeah. and just because she's my friend, no. but we also work on her car. Or you might be able to get a better deal on a rental car, et cetera, et cetera. All, all so, yeah. kinds of stuff. But the point is, if you're my regular customer, over time, you've probably become my friend. We are not just servicing people's cars at Virginia Auto Service or my shop or any of the other bumper-to-bumper -bumper guys. We establish a relationship. So we have all those records on file. So if you have an accident and that insurance company is going to total your car, you should be reaching out to your regular shop. We can help you look and pick apart what they've said about your car and then provide them the invoices and the language to use for you to go back to them and say, no, I'm not taking that lowball offer. And, uh, you know, maybe we can go through that. would take a whole show, but we could talk about that someday. Maybe we need to get the body shop guys in here. Maybe not the body shop guys. I, I don't know who to bring in for that one. I could probably handle that one myself. So plenty of open lines, 602 
877-5827. And I've got some text messages coming in at 411-923. Got one about transmission fluid we're going to get to in a little bit. But first, Ann from Gilbert has got a 2018 Toyota RAV4. Ann, how are we doing today? Hi, doing pretty well. How are you? I am fantastic. Awesome. What's going on? So the last couple of weeks, I heard this very little, it sounds like a little bell. I think one of the brakes is squeaking. It's in the back right side of the car. Mm -hmm. And then that had been going on for about a week. And then this last week, I noticed that when I come to a stop <laughs> and I put the brakes on a little hard because, you know, the wonderful light turns yellow on me and I don't really want to go flying through the intersection. I got you. Good for you. I don't, I don't slam on the brake. I just put force on it. And then just as it's coming to a stop, it feels like it's running over pavers. Hmm. It's not making any noise. Sorry about the dog. It's all right. It it feels like you know it's going blah 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 blah. blah. Hmm. I don't know and, if that's and is this on normal? Is this on normal stopping, or is this if you've got to make more of a rapid like uh, uh like you're deciding? Am I stepping on the brakes or the gas? And like okay, I'm not going to speed up through the light. I'm going to slow down very quick. Does it happen more in that circumstance, or does it happen if you're just cruising around and the light turns yellow or red or whatever color and you slow down? Does it happen then, too, or is it more an aggressive raking? Well, it's, it's more aggressive than I usually stop. Okay. But it's I'm not slamming the brakes on. You know, not it's not an instant okay. hit the brakes and stop. Well, that's a tough one. Um, how does the brake pedal feel when you feel like you got that rumbling or noise does does the brake pedal like kick back or or feel different to you no not really i don't i don't get a kickback okay well, this is a tough one. You got me stumped a little bit. So, you know, really what needs to happen is the car needs to be test-driven. And, and a great place for you, I see you're in Gilbert H&I Automotive. Great guys over there. Probably going to test Yeah, they're right, they're right down the oh, street. Oh, well, cool. I, I would go see them if you don't have a shop that you normally do business with. Um, I, I, I'm, part of me is thinking, because you said a bell noise, and I thought, okay, well, 2018, you know, maybe it's time for rear brakes. But, you know, when brakes need to be replaced, they typically either just squeak all the time because there's a sensor that, that causes a dragging noise. And it just beep, makes a noise, and it will go away when you step on the pedal oftentimes. Um or there could be a grindy noise. I almost want to say, without feeling it, I'm guessing that maybe if it's done under aggressive braking, that it's the anti-lock brakes kicking in. Um, and that's that rumbling noise, perhaps. Um, that's the only thing I can think of, because that's why I asked you about the brake pedal. Because when, they, when the anti-lock brakes engage... That takes over. There's a reservoir of pressurized brake fluid that takes over. It almost feels like your foot's going to come off the brake pedal or the pedal goes to the floor because the car is now taking control, so to speak, of the braking. That's almost what I'm thinking, but I don't think you're in the habit well, of slamming on the brakes all the time to cause the ABS to engage. So, so Yeah, no, yeah. It, is, it is more than I usually brake, but mm-hmm. it's not an emergency stop. Sure. And I don't feel, I don't feel the pedal moving either mm-hmm. inward or outward when it happens. Nothing. How many miles are on the, on the car, Ian? Not quite 35,000. Oh gosh. You've, okay. So yeah, there's, <laughs> yeah, it's got low miles. I mean, it shouldn't even be in the window for having a brake issue or anything like that. So oh, yeah. That's what I, I was thinking. Yeah. No, I mean, 35,000 miles. I mean, you might need some brakes because that's kind of the window typically for the wear on front brakes. 
I mean, we see some rear brakes go sooner than that, but that's very rare. But what you're describing is not the symptom of just having worn out brake pads. You could have brand new brakes and still have this similar type of problem. So, you know, maybe there's a suspension issue back there in the right-hand corner. Uh, it's a little bit of a tough one, Ann. So we're going to have to get somebody uh, to go out and drive that car with you. And and, and that's a time when, when you should ask them, uh, make an appointment and let them know that you'd like to go for a test drive with the service advisor or perhaps the technician so that you can go out and if you can do first the first thing is duplicating the problem we can't go fix something that we can't replicate because we have to know where to go look now if we can't replicate the problem we can still go look at the suspension look at the brakes look at here look at there and, and then do a visual inspection um 2018 the car's out of warranty so, yeah, I think just a good test drive. And, and just another tip. I don't know your schedule, but we're busy in the mornings. You know, 7, 30, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock. Nobody's got time to go on a test drive then typically, at least somebody from the service counter at most shops because that's where we're doing a lot of the intake. So talk to them. Give them a call. Tell them what you'd like to do and find out what the mo- best time for them is when they can go for a test drive. And then after you go for the test drive, you should plan to leave the car. So good call, Ann. I wish I had the silver bullet for you. But Bill and Mesa, we're going to get to you. We're going to have to wait till after the break. Um, not enough time to do you some justice. But I got a text message here. And boy, this is a loaded question. How often should I change my transmission fluid? Whew. I mean, we could talk about that for a long time. Um, if you're towing, You should be changing it 30,000 miles, maybe 50,000 miles with the synthetic fluid. If you've got a CVT transmission, I don't care what the owner's manual says, cut it in half. It's cheap insurance. Um, BMWs, the pan says lifetime fluid, but the manufacturer of the transmission says, no, it's not. That's what you're selling to your consumer as a low-maintenance car, but this transmission fluid in this BMW or whatever it is, it's a 60,000-mile fluid or a 100,000-kilometer fluid. There's no such thing as lifetime fluid. The other thing is transmission fluid is a little bit like ice cream. There's 31 flavors. There's a lot of different transmission fluids to go in your car, and you can't and shouldn't use just a generic. We really need to use the specific fluid for your car based on the manufacturer's recommendations. We're going to take a quick break. Text me, 411-923. Hi, this is Champ with Champ's Family Automotive. We are a family-owned and operated full-service center for your automotive and diesel needs. Have you been searching for a trustworthy automotive and diesel repair shop? Well, come see us in Goodyear or Surprise. Import, domestic, or diesel. Yes, we take care of it all with state-of-the-art technology and technicians. Bumper-to-bumper radio approved. Check us out at ChampsFamilyAutomotive.com. And yes, that's ChampsFamilyAutomotive.com. Hi, this is Mac, Max Complete Auto Repair in Chandler. Family-owned and operated, we've been steering you right with honest, reliable, and trustworthy service since day one. With an AC certified technicians under the hood, your vehicle is in the hands of experts. Plus, our work comes with an unbeatable three years or 50,000 mile warranty. With a commitment to 100% customer satisfaction, we're not just fixing cars, we're building trust. Check us out online at macsautorepairs.com. Did you buy a lemon? If you've had repairs under warranty, your vehicle may qualify as a lemon under the Arizona Lemon Law. Don't let them give you the runaround. You're not on your own. The law is on your side, and so am I. Hi, this is Henry with Hammer Law, Arizona's lemon law firm. Enforce your rights under the Arizona Lemon Law. Call Henry and drop the hammer. Call 480-480-1014 or check us out at HammerLemonLaw.com. That's HammerLemonLaw.com. Trust is so important, especially in times like these. At Virginia Auto Service, we've been the place you can trust for over 25 years. Hi, I'm Matt Allen, your KTAR car guy and owner of Virginia Auto Service. Rest assured, we've implemented all the necessary steps to keep you safe and sanitized. As we begin to move around a little more, take some stress out of your life by trusting your vehicle to Virginia Auto Service service. We're in the heart of downtown Phoenix, 7th Street, just south of Thomas. Check us out on the web, virginiaautoservice.com. 
breaking news is always first. Always first. Arizona's news station, KTAR News. Now, KTAR News time is 11:30. I'm Troy Barrett. New this morning, over 100 Israelis have died and 900 injured after a massive attack by Hamas took Israel by surprise this morning. The militant group that runs the Gaza Strip invaded Israel by air, land, and sea. Some militants even paragliding into the southern section of Israel to take hostages. Israel's prime minister declared it a state of war, calling up reserves, noting intense airstrikes into the strip. President Joe Biden is expected to give some remarks shortly. He has been talking with Israel's Israel's prime minister about those attacks. Elected officials from Arizona also reacting to the attacks. Uh, Congressman Greg Stanton says this is a horrific unprovoked attack against our ally by Hamas terrorists. The U.S. must stand with Israel as it defends itself and protects its people. Time to check traffic now, live from the Valley Chevy Dealers Traffic Center. Here's John Asaro. Thanks, Troy. Hey, and Buckeye, the eastbound lanes of I-10 are still restricted to one lane, and that's due to a multi-vehicle injury crash with a fire that happened earlier near Palo Verde Road. You could probably use Asiampa Road to uh, get around that. And that earlier fatal wrong-way crash, I-17 southbound, in the clearing stages, southbound lanes are open, but you want to use caution and watch the crews in the area. We now have a report of an injury crash, southbound I-17, and that's just north of the Carefree Highway. And surface streets in Phoenix, we have an injury crash northbound central at Glendale Avenue. And an injury crash involving a motorcycle that's southbound 7th Street near Jesse Owens Parkway. Uh, you could use Baseline or Central as an alternative to get by there. That's a look at traffic. I'm John Asaro, KTAR News. KTAR weather for the valley, mostly sunny, breezy to windy today, 102, your forecast time. Right now it's 95 in Gilbert. Weather is brought to you by Howard Air. I'm Troy Barrett on Arizona's news station, KTAR News. You want to go to the game Wednesday? Win a pair of tickets with our Playoff Chaos Ticket Giveaway. Text the word PLAYOFFS to 411-923 and enter to win. Monday, we're giving away a pair of lower-level tickets to Game 3 of the National League Division Series. You need to listen to KTAR to win. So don't forget to register your name so we can call it out on the air. Text PLAYOFFS to 411-923 right now. Messaging data rates may apply. This is Glenn Hayward, owner and founder of GoodWorks Auto Repair in sunny Tempe. Family owned and operated since 2004. Have you ever gone to a repair shop and felt confused, like they were pushing a bunch of repairs on you that you don't understand? At GoodWorks, we perform a digital inspection, which provides photos and easy-to-understand information so you can make an informed decision. How easy? We categorize the findings into three categories. Green for what is good. Yellow for services that need to be done soon so that you can budget for them in the future and orange for services we recommend you do immediately to avoid severe problems or safety issues that could leave you stranded and our work is covered with a five-year 60,000 mile warranty one of the best warranties in the state visit us at goodworksautorepair.com that's goodworksautorepair.com to make your appointment and experience what it means when we say we advise but you decide I own a rare 1936 Rolls-Royce Phantom 3 that's been in my family for years. Needless to say, it's precious to me. When I decided to get it professionally detailed, I checked out all the reviews and gave Scott Drummond at Showcase Mobile Detailing a call. Their mobile service is super convenient. They're always on time and bring their own sterilized water for interior and exterior detailing. They even do engine cleaning. I'm Jeff, and I now use Showcase for all my family's vehicles. Check them out at ShowcaseMobileDetailing.com. Hey, guys. Champ here with Champ's Family Automotive. Been serving the Valley for over 15 years, treating customers like family. Integrity, fair pricing, and trust. It's what you should have in your automotive repair facility. We understand that if you treat customers like family, they continue to return to you. Whether you have a domestic, import, or diesel, we have state-of-the-art technology, technicians, and tools to take care of your needs. Award-winning facilities in Goodyear and Surprise. Check us out at ChampsFamilyAutomotive.com. That's ChampsFamilyAutomotive.com. It's your car's favorite show, Bumper to Bumper. Bumper. 
Well, if it's your car's favorite show, I certainly hope it's your favorite show on Saturday at 11 o'clock. Uh, welcome back to Bumper to Bumper Radio. I'm your host, Matt Allen, here with you every single Saturday to help you navigate anything that's going on with your car, answer some questions, give you some guidance, give you an opinion. You know, i got plenty of those. And uh, you can find old shows. You can find some resources. You can find shops. You can find some body shop information, what to do if you get in an accident, how to how to help that, all of that at BumperToBumperRadio.com. And when you're there, you're going to find shops like uh, Accurate Automotive, Lee and Kelly, Kelly Weatherby, over in Mesa, just off, uh, I think, Main and uh, or Ropes, Ropeson and Broadway. I want to say Main Street for some reason. Ropeson and Broadway, great service. And their motto, friends serving friends. What was I talking about in the beginning of the show? <laughs> I didn't even know I was going to be reading this little shout-out thing for for them or, or, or talking about them a little bit. But their motto, friends serving friends. And that's what I talked about in the beginning of the show. When you come in and you establish a relationship at a shop and you become a customer, first you're a customer or a client or some people want to say guest. You're not staying at the hotel. But uh, I have some friends that have auto repair shops and they call their customers their guests. And, and, that, and that's okay. Just different nomenclature or whatever, whatever you want to call it. But the bottom line is over time we become friends. Um, at least at my shop. I mean, and I want to give a shout out not only uh, to all the bumper to bumper shops, but you've listened. You haven't heard Tim come on with me in a while. Uh, Tim likes Tim's getting his golf game going. Had a little injury, um, you know, staying away from the radio a little bit, kind of having his weekends. I mean, this is a commitment. I'm in here every single Saturday, at eleven. But I want to shout out to Tim Nelson at Virginia Auto Service. He started there. We had an argument over the date. October 1st is what we're going to go with, even though it was a Wednesday, so it seems like a weird day to start your new job. October 1st of 1997, that's how long Tim Nelson has been at Virginia Auto Service. So that's what you call a relationship, longevity at a shop, seeing the same faces all the time and consistency and service and everything. And that's the kind of things you get at Bumper to Bumper Radio Shops. So check us out there, Bumper to Bumper Radio.com. Find a shop downtown near your office or in your neighborhood or by the kids' school or whatever it is. So plenty of open lines, 602-277-5827. And we've got a text message. We've got lots of open lines. We've got Bill and Mesa, who's been super patient. And I don't know if there's a typo or what, but... Uh, no, it's not a typo. It's just me reading wrong. He's got a Cummins Diesel 5.9. I thought we were going to say a 59 Cummins Diesel. There's no dot in there. So what's going on with that diesel diesel truck, Bill? I hey, appreciate that. Hey, recently I just changed out the head and went through all that, put that all back together. So on, I got two questions here. So on cylinder 5 and 6, they got a retainer clip, like a flat piece of sheet metal that you pound back over those bolts so I suppose they don't vibrate out. It's funny how those two have that. But my other question is on the AC side. So I just recently pulled the dash, changed all my blend doors out, and uh, changed out my AC coil in there. Had a little leakage on that for my AC. So I could not find any compressor oil through Dodge. And they claim to put two ounces back in the system when you pull that out and remove it there. So I guess it goes off the shop to have that done there. But how do they add that oil to the system when they go to recharge this? Um, a couple I appreciate of, you guys. Sure, a couple of different ways. I mean, if we're going to replace, say, an air conditioning compressor, we're going to take the old compressor out. We're going to dump, turn it over, and we're going to dump the oil out, and we're going to measure how much came in it. Sometimes the compressor will come with instructions that says, this compressor already has oil, don't add oil. Um, and I, I've got a text message that talks about flushing something, and I hate to use the word flush because I don't like to flush anything in my car because I flush my toilet, not my car. But uh, we do need to uh, clean out, <laughs> if you will, uh, the condenser and some other things when you're changing a compressor. But to answer your question, the way we get the oil in there could be a couple of different ways. We might simply just pour it into the compressor, rotate it around, and then it's in the compressor. Or another way that we do is once that system is all sealed up and secured, we've got to draw a vacuum on the system. We 
as you know, when you put anything under vacuum, you're going to boil the liquid out of it. So we want to get and remove any moisture from the system by drawing that down to 30 inches of vacuum. And then when we do that, we've got our equipment hooked up, our air conditioning or refrigerant recycling machine, and that machine will actually inject the oil. So we can do it that way. Another way that some guys do it, that we do it, we might we have a giant like it's a caulking gun, basically full of 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 air conditioning oil. And in this, in our case, the way we use it, it's oil that's got dye in it. So if we're looking for a leak, we can inject some oil and dye using the like I said, using the recycling machine. Or we can take that big caulking gun that's got a special hose and adapter on it hook it up to the air conditioning system on the fitting and give it a squeeze and then get some oil in there that way. So that that's how that happens. And and, and so the shop that you take it to, um, as long as you let them know what you've done leading up to this, they should be able to figure out, you know, there is some science behind that. I mean, we've had cars where we've been the second or third one to service the car and they can't figure out why it's blowing cold, not blowing cold. Everything's working it's got too much oil in it sometimes. Uh, oil will sit in the bottom of the condenser or wherever it sits throughout the system. It takes up some of the capacity. So you don't want to have not enough. But in this case, where a little is good, that doesn't mean a lot is better. So there is a there is a certain amount uh, of oil that needs to be in there, Bill. So I hope that helps you helps you with that. And hopefully you can get some nice, cool air going back in that Dodge truck. So... 602-277-5827. That's how you call us. Anything you want to talk about, doesn't matter what we're talking about. The show is yours. So if you've got a question, uh, anything, 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 anything. Um, back to that air conditioner. Um, got a text message. My Toyota dealer recommended I have my AC condenser flushed out for the summer. Now that's... I don't really know what they're talking about, but sounds like some uh, sparkle dust to me. A little bit. Say it a little bit. And I say that with a big, giant asterisk because you do get debris and junk smashed into the front of the AC condenser when you're driving down the car. The AC condenser is usually the first thing out in front of the radiator on the car, and that's getting all the bugs, all the little gravel, all that debris in there. Um, and, and you can lose on some cars, you know, we'll see where, you know, just over time it's lost on the surface area. 30% of the surface area is damaged. Those little fins don't have any airflow. So there used to be a tool to straighten them out, but those really don't work anymore. So I don't know if if flushing is the right term, but it could have been and I would want to know why they said that. Did they did they have a photograph or did they just show you, hey, Mr. or Mrs. Customer, there is a lot of debris on the front of your condenser or we had a Mercedes in the shop yesterday, an import car specialist. There was a ton of debris between the, the compressor and I mean the condenser and the radiator. It's a lot of labor, but we had to get in there and clean out. I mean, we literally had a grocery store trash bag full of dog hair and feathers and debris and dust and junk and everything. And that will severely or can severely hamper the way the air conditioning system works. So I, I would like to know a little bit more about that. But just a blanket, just say you need to flush it out for the summer. That to me sounds like a sales job, not a service that you need. Do you remember? Do you want it or do you need it? What's the difference? And that's where we should be asking questions. So we're going to take a quick break. We've got some open lines at 602-277-5827. And um, got some text messages we can possibly answer at 411-923. You're listening to Bumper to Bumper Radio. We'll be right back. 
Relationships matter. People do business with people they know and trust. In these crazy times, it's even more important that you can count on folks you know and can depend on to do your automotive repair maintenance the right way. Someone who has a proven track record and stands behind their work. People that will work with you to make sure your vehicles are going to remain on the road safely and efficiently for you and your family or business. No mysteries, just honest professional care. We're Accurate Automotive, friends serving friends since 1994. Check us out at AccurateAutomotiveAZ.com. Old-fashioned service with all the latest in modern technology. It's not a dream. It's what they do at Import Car Specialists. Conveniently located in the Biltmore area, right off the 51 at Indian School. The expert team at Import Car Specialists look forward to solving all of your import service needs. So bring in your classics, that old Triumph, Alfa Romeo, or maybe your new BMW, Mercedes, or Audi. They can take care of all of it for you. Check them out today at ImportCarSpecialists.com. Did you buy a lemon? If you've had repairs under warranty, your vehicle may qualify as a lemon under the Arizona Lemon Law. Don't let them give you the runaround. You're not on your own. The law is on your side, and so am I. Hi, this is Henry with Hammer Law, Arizona's lemon law firm. Enforce your rights under the Arizona Lemon Law. Call Henry and drop the hammer. Call 480-480-1014 or check us out at HammerLemonLaw.com. That's HammerLemonLaw.com. Fall's finally here and Bunker to Bunker celebrating with their Turkey Gobbler two-person scramble golf tournament on Saturday, November 18th at the Victory Golf Course at the Verado Golf Club with proceeds benefiting the Society of St. Vincent de Paul of Arizona. Open to the public, it's good fun and a great value with breakfast, golf, competition holds, team prizes, their big raffle and a bounce-back golf coupon all for just $139. Space is limited, so sign up today. For info and registration, go to BunkerGolf.com. to Bumper to Bumper Radio. I'm Matt Allen here with you every single Saturday to help you with your car, whatever it is, whatever is going on. I guarantee you're out there driving around listening to this and there's something going on with your car. You're just shy. Don't worry. We can't see you. You're not on TV. So you can give us a call. 602-277-5827. It's 602-277-5827. 5827, and I'm a little lonely on the text messages, but probably get myself in trouble, and then I'll have to be here until 1230 <laughs> answering text messages and taking phone calls, but that's what, uh, that's what I like to do, so we like to, 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 uh, Cars are my thing. So got it this morning, went up to Cars and Coffee up at uh, City North over off of uh, 56th Street there by Desert Ridge. First Saturday of every month. If You don't have to be a car enthusiast. It's kind of cool. It was packed up there, 730 to 930. I mean, you've got some really super cool cars. You've got these, you know, like... <laughs> Uh, is it well? No, I will. Is is rice rocket okay to say? I'll find out. I guess. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> you got the, oh, you, got the cool. you know the Toyotas and Hondas that, yeah. that you know the tuners ripping around. Yeah. But also the police are up there. They got their radar guns out. They're looking for the the people leaving uh, leaving in a hurry. Lots but of oozing us. But see. we had anything McLaren's from and Ferraris. And, oh my god! Yeah, Bugatti yeah. to you know a mil over a million dollar car wow. to your Porsche GT3 to some nice. really cool. Cool old Mazda. Oh, nice. I forget what it was. A 73 Mazda with a rotary engine. Really cool car. I mean, anything to brand new stuff, to old stuff. And just to walk around and see it, the, the environment, the atmosphere, it's just really cool. So if you're cool. looking for something to do on the first Saturday of every month, the weather's nice. Maybe check out Cars and Coffee. So now I've got five phone calls to blow through here real quick. See if we can get everybody taken care of. It's going to be Tom first. Jeff, then John, so let's let it rip. Tom, 2005 Honda Accord, what's happening? Ooh, it's yes, sir. Um, I have a 2005 Honda Accord. And it, can you say No, I hear you. You've heard me, but what I did is I stepped on my headphone cord. It was long, so I'm standing up here, and I yanked it out. So I'm like, oops, I okay. couldn't hear you. So let's start over, Tom. What's going on with your Honda Accord? Yes, um, it weighs so much gas. Can you tell me why? 
So it's burning a lot of fuel. You're not getting good fuel mileage. Yes, correct, correct, correct. It's burning a lot of fuel. Okay. Is your check engine light on on the dashboard, the warning no. light? The warning light is no, not nothing. on. Okay. No. Well, here's what we need and to do then. If that car is getting horrible gas mileage, um, correct. I would expect that you could possibly have a check engine light on. So the first... No, it won't. I know, but hold it's on. Not, but, but I got, I got the, the broken... Uh, broken air filter, you know, the hole in, 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 in the hood, and it's broken, and then replace it. It, uh, it get better, and then it come right back to about 16, uh, 15 miles a gallon. Okay. Um, well, what I was going to say is if your check engine light is not coming on, if the car is running to where it's getting really poor Perfectly. fuel mileage, it might turn on a check engine light, Tom, but you got to let me answer the question. So what I'd first like you to do is get in the car and turn on the key, and this goes for everybody. When you turn on the car, the check engine light is supposed to come on. That's called a bulb check. So whenever we have a car that's not running right or misfiring, the check engine light may not be on, but it may not be on because it doesn't work. Or if you bought a used car or something, depending on the year, an unscrupulous seller, they may have disconnected that light. So that's the first thing we need to do is make sure that the light works. So next time you turn on the car, make sure the check engine light comes on and then goes off when you start the car. I want to ensure that that light works. And then the next thing is that you said about 15 or 16 miles to the gallon. Um, then what we need to do is accurately measure our fuel mileage. And we're going to do that by filling the tank and just let the pump shut off when it shuts off. Don't squeeze it to round it up to the nearest gallon or the nearest dollar. Just let the pump run, and when it shuts off, stop. Drive the car 100 miles or a half a tank of gas, refill it, but make sure you're tracking your mileage during that time, and then do some simple math, and let's calculate what the real miles per gallon are. And then cal and then you can go to, on the website, you can search the, the, the EPA or the whoever it is, governmental agency, will have what the fuel mileage rating is or should have been for that car. And let's find out how far away we are from that of which you should expect. And then if we're too far away from what you've been experiencing over a long period or what you should expect, in the absence of a check engine light, we've got to go in and do some diagnosis or some testing, I should say. The first thing we're going to use is our nose. Do we smell gas anywhere? Is there a leak? You have a leaky fuel injector under the hood, a cracked fuel pump, which is can be in the top of the gas tank. That That's very common. And then after that, then we've got to go in and look at data. They're called PIDs. It's the data PIDs on in the computer system, and we want to look at what's the oxygen sensor reporting? What's the computer trying to do? We've got what we call long-term fuel trim and short-term fuel trim. So depending on what those numbers are, the car is going to be adding fuel or subtracting fuel from the car. So those are different data points that we can look at to figure out what's going on. Uh, before I put you on hold, I did hear you say something about the air box being broken. You've got to make sure you've got a completely sealed off air system. You can't have what we call false air or unmetered air getting into the car, although your Honda probably, I don't think, has a mass airflow sensor. That's what they call air density. So we need to make sure there's no air leaks or anything like that and make sure the car is intact. So there's a series of tests that need to be done, and, and it starts with you, Tom, by, by measuring and accurately knowing exactly what your fuel mileage is and then comparing that to what the manufacturer says it is and then making a decision whether it's time to go in and do some testing to figure it out so hopefully that helps you tom um it's just going to be one of those things where a shop needs to get in there and, and and check it out but um good luck with that so jeff and mesa before i was born there was once a 67 ford pickup and it looks like you've got one how can we help you yes sir how are you doing <laughs> doing great thank you so i bought this 67 ford econoline pickup or called an epup uh-huh uh, as a project is that that van Basic. look? Is that that van looking thing like a van it's, on the front? It's the van, yep. Okay. It's the old Econoline, first yep. generation. Yeah. Um, but this is the pickup model. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
I bought it, like I said, as a project basket case. Mm -hmm. uh, came with a lot of totes in the back with parts. <laughs> oh boy, you're brave. Body work is done, like it came off the showroom floor. Wow, beautiful paint. Uh, I stole it. Yes, I did. Uh, it's got an engine mod. It's got a 30250HO in it. Wow, with an AOD transmission. And you're sitting right on top of that sucker, too. <laughs> yes, yep. Two-part question. Sure. I know I'm going to take a hit and a lot of haters for this. That's all right. I've, I've been down the road. I'm doing the EFI to carb conversion. Okay. I don't want to mess with the computer. It's a mess. Harness is just a, a rat's nest. Uh -huh. Sensors, half of them are gone. Half of them don't work. Don't even know if the computer works. I have, I have no idea. Sure. No so power to it for at least seven years. Okay. Not interested in it. So I'm doing the, the EFI to carb conversion. Any tips? Oh, wait a minute. You're going backwards. This. Okay, so you're taking the electronic fuel injection off and going to yep. carburetors. Okay. Yep. Um, I've got just a standard Edelbrock. Uh, I think it's a 4101, I think it is, the high-performance intake. Okay. And Edelbrock 1400 carb going on it. Just going back to basics. Sure. Well, I think the biggest problem that, or the, the biggest error that people make is they put too much carburetor on the car. Too much yes. carburetor. So I think you need to do a lot of reading, research, and talk to people that are in that business. You know, go over and talk to Rod at Rod's Carburetor, 27th Avenue in McDowell. He's not there to sell you anything, but he can talk to you about, you know, about the performance and, and maybe what carburetor might be good to put on there. And you can certainly talk to the people at Edelbrock. They've probably got a tech line. If you've got a Edelbrock manifold, I know Edelbrock does sell some carburetors in some cases. So um, that's my yeah, they, biggest. They recommended the 1400. Okay. Edelbrock. I uh, went straight to Edelbrock. Okay, well, if that's what they recommended, I, I, you know, I guess I'm the curious type. I'm going to ask them why. Explain why, and what's the consequence of going to a bigger carburetor or a smaller carburetor? Challenge their their answer a little bit, but that would be my biggest tip that I know of people is typically what I've seen. And we don't do a lot of performance work, but they overcarburate the car too much fuel. Right. And then after that, okay. you've got to go get it tuned somewhere. You've got to get it where they can run it on a dyno and see what's going. Going on with uh, going on with that. So good luck with that restoration. Let us know. Okay, now, second oh. second question. Okay. Second part. Sure. That AOD transmission. Mm -hmm. Everybody's telling me this. There's a special linkage that I have to put on the carburetor for the AOD mm -hmm. and the cable. Everybody's telling me make sure it's set in the right spot, or I'll burn it up. Okay. What is? Nobody can tell me why. Um, just say that. I'm going to add my name to that list of, of nobodies that can tell you why. If it's a special cable, it could be something to do with the downshifting and such. Tom, I really, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, Jeff, I'm sorry. I really, I really can't answer that for you. It might be something. Google, um, you know, bumper-to-bumper -bumper radio transmission or look on there, and maybe we can find some answers for you there. Uh, but good luck with your project, everybody. Thanks for listening. John, I'm going to take you off the air. Have a great weekend.